Hey, Danny. What's up? Back in Marquette. We're back in DeKalb. How you feeling? Doing all right. So first thing I want to talk about, because we only got two conference games to talk about. I just want to, because I know we've all watched the national championship. LSU ended up winning by a decent amount. Trevor Lawrence was off his game for most of the game. Burrow actually, like the first quarter, basically just said, fuck it, time to go off. But uh, I was watching ESPN Monday, or Tuesday morning, and they were talking about how some of them, I forget, it was on Dan Orlovsky, like another guy, were saying they would rather take Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence. And it made me very, very, very upset. I Joe Burrow, last coming out of last year, was perceived as a fifth-round pick. Then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, shit, we actually should have, like, a real offensive coordinator, like a real passing game, like, coordinator. And then, oh, yeah, their five-star athletes started actually doing things. I don't think Joe Burrow is just, like, that great. I think he's just in the perfect system. Like, am I crazy, Dan, or what? You're a little crazy. The way he's able to uh, escape tackles out of the pocket. Like, even though Lawrence is more athletic, it seems like Burrow escapes sacks way better than Lawrence does. He oh he was great at that on Tuesday getting out of the pocket because like Clemson was saying okay we're gonna rush six or seven and we know you want to go down deep like we're gonna have to make you like beat a linebacker be like a defensive beat a defensive lineman first and he did that but but Jake like it, that wasn't just last week I mean this is like against Georgia against yeah. Bama like he did it a lot and also you could also counter argument with with saying hey Lawrence played with Clemson. His entire college football career, he's always had great. He's always had a great offensive line, has a great offensive coordinator, has probably the arguably the best head coach in college football. If you just want to say, "Oh, it's the system, it's this and that," then sure you can. But um, then I'll give I'll give Matt this question because it's Matt's flu game. He's not feeling good. He's a sick little man. And uh, you call me a little man. Can I? I want to be a little boy. You're a little man. You got. You're trying to tell me it's not even a close. Yeah, how upset you got about uh, them saying that Joe Burrow's better than Lawrence. Meanwhile, <clears throat> oh, fuck me. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joe Burrow finished uh, tied for third place with most single-season passing yards. And oh, great season. Probably, exactly. the best, probably the best college season any quarterback's ever had. Let's scroll out. I don't see Trevor Lawrence. But I'm just talking going to the NFL level. And this is my hot Yeah, you now. can't just poo-poo. You can't just because you did it for one season. That means you're going to poo-poo it. Yes. A little bit. Because he, he had the most passing touchdowns in a single season. You're going to poo-poo it? A little bit, yeah. That's that's just dumb, okay. Who was the – he broke the kid's record. The kid played for Hawaii before, and I don't know his name because he didn't do anything in the NFL. It was college. Um, this is the thing I, that my – Wait, you're comp- yeah, but it's he, – he, Hawaii plays against Hawaii. It's different. It's different, but just college – Burrow, Burrow sees play. the SEC. He sees probably the closest thing he's going to see to an NFL defense throughout his entire season. Yeah, no. anything that makes it more impressive. And he did great. Oh, it's more impressive than the Hawaii kid, I agree. But here's my – And it's more impressive than what Lawrence does too. Here's my hot take I wanted to ask Matt first since I gave you the first one. In my opinion, I think the Bengals should try and trade down from their first pick and get as many first and second and third picks as possible for Burrow and then tank again for Lawrence. And who do they take number two? No, no, not – like drop to two, but seriously, like, okay, whoever has the tenth pick, you could trade up or just look, just shop the first overall pick. I mean, you don't know you're going to get the number one pick next year. You don't know it for sure, but exactly. So I'll exactly. Bengals, so because Lawrence, is, than... Lawrence is going to be number one off the board next year. I know, but you got to just be able to tank for number one again. Burn the okay, hands. or you could just have number one right now and take Joe Burrow, who also could be an amazing NFL quarterback. Could very well be better than Trevor Lawrence. Yes, 
Two, two, or a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush, I always said. Never Take. heard that saying before, but I like it. You never heard that saying before? No. I've heard the, I said I've heard the burn the hand part, but I never knew the second yeah, part. Yeah, take the sure thing right now. You know you're gonna you know you can take you know you can take uh Joe Burrow right now who I mean that's that this is all assuming that the Bengals even think that he's that much better than Trevor Lawrence, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not saying that he's <coughs> I'm not saying he's head and shoulders like not even comparable, but I think you could like you could sway me either way and I'm not gonna be like I am so upset they were talking. Like, you're, you're I'm not going to be outraged if you tell me one or the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I'm biased, recency biased, because we're watching Burrow and his amazing season against much better opponents than Trevor Lawrence plays. The fact that he was so able to do it even against an SEC, you know, scheduled defense. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I just. I'm not saying he's better. Burrow's better, but you could you could sway me one way or the other. I wouldn't be upset if you told yeah. me one way or the other. I would. I'm, I'm on the same page as Matt, but Jake, the only the only thing that you've argued with is that. He has five-star players, and he has a good offensive coordinator now who helps him a lot. But I don't think Lawrence, Lawrence has those things too. Clemson yeah. is the best recruiting class out of anybody every single year. And they play a, and they play a worse schedule or easier schedule. And they play a worse schedule. Well, one kid's nineteen, the other I think Burrow is twenty-three. Because yeah, that's, that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't matter. I'm honestly that, cool. It matters. I'm cool with taking a guy who I got. I'm not. I don't. I'm not planning for his later years. I'm cool with taking him for who's gonna have a better peak for me. Who's? I mean, I don't know. I feel like Jake's. Jake's a big mixtape guy, and they're they're a big. Anti. I haven't listened like two weeks. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but you're still a big mixtape guy, and that's all they talk about is age. I don't. I I agree. Basketball, it's, I guess it's different, but in football, like. When you don't even know how long a guy's career is going to be, I'm not going to be worried yeah. about like the end of his career and how I'm not going to have him for as many years. Like I'll take him for his peak and like how good he will be, and then worry yeah, about Jake, the rest. Quarterbacks of playing until they're 40 now. It's no, I meant just for. I'm saying Joe Burrow did this in college at 23. Trevor Lawrence is doing what he's doing at 19. Like we're not talking what about what, we're not talking about Trevor Lawrence when he's 23. Trevor Lawrence yeah, is right two now. years of the NFL under his belt when he's 23. We're talking about right now. I know. I'm saying Trevor Lawrence. I mean. Joe Burrow did this at 23 when he had everything going for him. Great season. Awesome player. Awesome guy. You're saying he had everything going for him makes it seem like Lawrence doesn't have things going for him. I'm not saying Lawrence doesn't. Then why would you make that point for, for Burrow if, if they both have everything going for him? Because Trevor – Does Lawrence have more going for him than Burrow? Uh, I mean, no. yeah. You could you probably counter, counter the Joe Brady thing and better recruits thing by the fact that he's playing a much different – Trevor Lawrence has probably schedule. just as many weapons – on his side as you could call it, yeah, you could call it defense. And he play and he plays a weaker schedule. Correct. The, he played Virginia in the in his conference championship game. But I don't think Joe Burrow is worth that first overall pick where I think Trevor Lawrence is. Is my point I'm trying to make in the end. Where if you can get like say the Robert Griffin the third trade package for him with like I think what was it, three first and two seconds? Like give me that. Give me that over Joe Burrow every day. Because you have to build your football team and then plug in your quarterback as we can tell no. the NFL. Give, give, me Joe, give me Joe Burrow as number one. If I have the number one pick, there's no guarantees I'm going to have that number one pick next year because Lawrence is going to go number one. Take the sure thing. Hey, you, hey, you have no idea, especially if you're – because you're going to have to draft someone. So, I mean, you can't just bank on the fact that you're going to be the worst team again and that you'll be able to draft up because maybe the team that has the first overall pick next year, if it's not the Bengals, they're going to say, you know what, like we – like we're just going to take – we're going to take Trevor Lawrence, maybe the best – like one of the best quarterbacks – I'm not saying of all time, but we'll, no, we'll take this amazing quarterback. We're not going to take your trade package. Like you can't, you can't just bank on the fact that you'll be able to buy yourself back into the number one overall pick. I'll, yeah. I'll transition this into our first game, <coughs> first game of the weekend. The Titans have shown if you build your lines and you can establish a run game, you have a very well balanced roster. 
quarterback play doesn't really matter. I know there's no Derrick Henry coming out of the league anytime soon or coming coming out of college anytime soon. But my point is just building the roster and then just plugging in an average quarterback. Because you may not get Lawrence, but you may just get an above-average quarterback, above-average prospect. And the Titans are an anomaly. They're the only team. They're they're the only team left that doesn't have a quarterback. And if you look at the top four. Bears last year. Bears last year. You said they're the only team left. Like the Bears made the playoffs, but they didn't have a quarterback, and that's probably the reason why they didn't make it further. Like if you look at like the if you look at the NFC or if you look at the championship weekend for the past X amount of years, I guarantee three out of like three out of four teams every time, or probably more likely four out of four has a you know has a, a guy quarter, playing quarterback as a franchise quarterback. Yeah, or at least an above average quarterback, a, a serviceable quarterback. The Vikings did it this year with Kirk Cousins isn't like plus plus, but he's above average. He make, no, I'm saying to the, to this final four. But you're just saying to the playoffs, and I used to care about. I didn't say playoffs. I said making it to the final four. Well, you mentioned the Bears last year. No, you mentioned the Bears. You mentioned the Bears. I did mention the Bears, and then you said that they didn't win because of Trubisky. We didn't win because of Parky, but first game. I mean, they they, you could if Trubisky played better. I don't know what. What are you getting up? This is a good good debate we're having here. I know. I told us. I told you guys it's gonna be quick. And Jay, also the the Bears. We we were bad with Trubisky, but we probably if we had a better quarterback in there, we're probably getting a first round bye. We have a lot of holes, but I mean, yeah, if, if Trubisky's playing up to his potential, yeah, you, you're, yeah, you're, you're not having to rely on Parky because we all knew Parky. Everyone in the city of Chicago, every Bears player, I mean, they're gonna, you know, show good face to the media because they've been pretty good about that. Like, yeah, we have faith in Parky, we have faith in Trubisky, we have faith in our guys. Like, they've been very good about that. But every guy in that locker room, besides Cody Parky, like, <laughs> you know that when he's going out to kick that field goal at the end of that Eagles game, like, you know, they weren't like, oh, he's cash, he hasn't missed all day, like, full confidence. Like, come on, you know. So, so you can't. I mean, obviously you can blame it on Parky, but he made three or four field goals, and at the end of the day, we didn't punch in. What, what was the key to the? What was the key to the Ohio State beating Clemson? Red zone. Exactly. We didn't score. We didn't score a touchdown. We scored one touchdown. Did we even score one touchdown? I don't think so. Did uh, we lose fifteen to twelve? We scored. Or, no, because we would have won on the field goal. So we, we scored one touchdown. We scored one touchdown. Yeah, you can't score one touchdown in a football game and expect it. You know, expect to. No, you cannot. But my main point was just having the Bengals try to build the roster first and then plug in the quarterback last instead of getting a quarterback and just like putting shit around him and ruining Joe Burrow. I yeah, uh, I don't know. I think that, yeah, I think there's multiple ways. But to Jake, you could say that about any other team that has the number one overall pick in a draft. They a lot of number one overall teams will have a million flaws. But that's why they're the last place team in the NFL. But ESPN and Fox Sports is trying to make Burrow seem like this like can't miss prospect which i don't think he because is because he's played like it he's the best he's played for for one year yeah so? one of the best quarterbacks quarterbacking years you've ever seen yeah one good year if he did this for three years one, one good year that's all it one takes. of one of arguably like the best quarterbacking years of all time i don't think one year makes you a can't miss prospect i think it does i would i would argue it definitely does i mean it does every single year for basketball i know it's a completely different sport but still so agree to disagree yeah i i, I suppose Honestly, even though even though your your point does, it, I understand making an argument for Lawrence being the better prospect, but saying you have you trade down instead of getting Burrow, I think is crazy. Well, it depends on the package, of course. But if it's some anything like more than two, if it's a total of like four picks total in the top three rounds, with most of them being first or seconds, I would take it. I don't get how you can sit here and poo poo on on Burrow's amazing season in the SEC. If he was like a, a Big Twelve quarterback, it's like yeah, they're not like you know those are. They're not really playing defense. They're just loving guys standing around playing tiddlywinks. But I, I just – I don't know. It's, it's mind-boggling to me that you're kind of – not shit, you're not shitting on a season, but the fact that you're like, oh, one good season doesn't make it. Like, I, that's 
one of the best seasons we've ever seen against, you know, one of the best schedules and against like arguably well, probably the hardest schedule. Because LSU has a bunch of five star talent. They are a top of the line program. So does Clemson, to be fair, Trevor Lawrence, the other side of the argument. But once you go to Cincinnati and once you're in the NFL, you're not going to have this like talent gap that he has at LSU. Mm. His talent that he has on LSU is above maybe not the DBs of Georgia, but it's better than the DBs at Oklahoma and Auburn when he played. And basically, every school, the talent gap will not be as wide. Well, yeah, of course. But that's every, that's, I mean, yeah. every, every that's prospect. Every single, that's every single quarterback prospect. Not even, well, I not agree. Even quarterback, every amateur NCAA athlete going to the NBA. Or going to the you know the next professional professional league, but I okay agree. I said that does that does not really a point. The fact that like, it is because LSU, as you saw yesterday in the game against Clemson, their main four of their offense was spreading out five wide or four wide with run one running back in the backfield, and basically just having the receivers make plays and get open. In the NFL, you can't guarantee that you're going to force stud five star wide receiver that can just get open on basically every play. I mean, he was delivering the ball. It's not like he he, was, he yeah, got the ball there, the ball. but. It's not like, like it was just like he just was like checking down like Tom Brady does these days where he's just throwing five yard passes. That's not that's not how, that's not what it was. From the game Jake, I watched. Jake, here here's the, the the only thing you haven't really defended Lawrence. You've only just said that Joe Burrow has had a good offensive coordinator and five star players with him. What about Trevor Lawrence is makes you see that he he's the can't miss where Joe Burrow isn't? It's basically the tight windows that he hits that I've never seen. Because I've never seen Gerald Burrow have to hit, make those tight windows because his receivers are so open. But so I don't know if he can or can't. Lawrence, do it. Lawrence gets a ton of open receivers against the ACC. No, he does. But especially in that Ohio, Ohio State game, he was hitting, like basically fitting balls into windows that I didn't even think were possible. So that's it. It's, the, he fits it through windows, even though Joe Burrow. The fact that he probably could fit it through windows it just so happens that his wide receivers are usually open. And when they are tightly covered, he's still getting the ball in there. He he is good. I don't think he's worth like, I know a can't miss first overall label. But no, it's still like just the tight one that like that's what makes Lawrence a can't miss versus Bar Farrell. And he's also nineteen compared to twenty three. Uh still I know it's still t- it's 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 a rookie quarterback, no matter what. I'm picking I'm picking if anything, as a rookie you want a guy who's older and more developed. I mean, obviously he's not gonna last as long, but I'm I'm I'll take a guy for his peak five, six years over his back end of his career because you don't even know where your team's going to be. I'm not going to be worried about will we have him in like the end of his career when he's like 35. Like I'll, I'll, I'll worry about that when we get there. Like, I don't know. That's not, that's like 19 to 23 is not a huge deal for me, at least I don't think, especially because he's, and he's relatively, I think last season was his first season starting. Right. Burrow. Yeah. No, he started last year. LSU. That's what I just said. Yeah. Like last, oh, last year was his first year. Last yes. year was his first year starting. So even though he's 23, he's still like not, he doesn't have a ton of miles on him. Whereas, you know Lawrence Love, obviously younger, but he'll have way more miles on it. Well, well didn't he only? Didn't he only come in? When, when did he come he in? He came in halfway through Brandy? the year last year. Yeah, yeah, so he'll have more miles on him. I mean, obviously Lawrence older, but uh, yeah, or Lawrence well, or Lawrence younger, but he'll have more miles on him. But also, I don't know. It's one play. I didn't watch. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't watch the game super super closely. But what about that? Remember that like opening opening drive, just like singling out one play. Isn't like the best defense. Remember, he like oh, throw scrambled out of like crazy. Yeah, then he made a, a yeah. beautiful throw, like thirty yards, forty yards down the field. And we both sat there and we're like, that, that play was awesome. Holy shit. So you're telling me that, like, that was just the one play? He yeah. Makes, he, he, can't, he can't make any any more t- any any other tight window throws. That's just the only one. Uh, there was that tight. I'm trying to remember the exact play. Was that tight window? Just, uh, I think it's yeah. I kind of. I mean, obviously, I'm clearly on Danny's side, but just like very broadly being like, yeah, he can't fit it into windows. Like, 
I'm, I'm not I'm saying sure he, he can. can't, but I know Trevor Lawrence can. <clears throat> I'm I'm fairly certain you don't get sixty you don't get to sixty touchdowns and third all time in single season passing yards by not being able to throw the ball accurately. Well, we'll see. That's a cop out. This is cop out. Just being like, yo, his wide receivers are just so wide open. Like it's so easy. Like we'll we'll see in a couple months. When's the draft? April. Well, they're not gonna draft. They're they're gonna they're gonna draft. They're not gonna trade down, Jerry. No, yeah, they're not gonna do that. I think they should, but we'll see. We'll see this upcoming season. Um, First game of the weekend is the Tennessee Titans going into Arrowhead Stadium, seven and a half point dogs. And, Danny, I want to know who you're taking. I will take the Titans plus yeah. seven and a half. It, it's just they're they're so hot right now. I don't know if they're going to win, but they're they're going to be able to play a game with Casey, I think. Here's the, here's the, the, way, the way the defense was able to shut down Lamar Jackson, I know it's a completely different player than Mahomes, but that was, that was the first time Lamar Jackson looked horrible. Like he looked horrible. He still like passed over three hundred. I know, I know his numbers said it, but he he was under a lot of pressure. Oh, right, they got to him. They bothered him, and he did turn yeah. the ball over what three times. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, um, I'll go next. I'm on the other side of you. I'm taking Kansas City minus the seven and a half. The two games the Titans have won, Tannehill has thrown for seventy-seven yards and like eighty-four yards. You're not going into Kansas City and throwing for under 100 yards and winning this game or keeping it, like, somewhat close. Because for as well as the Titans do running the ball, they also have the most three and outs of any of the teams remaining. So there are going to be drives where they just give it right back to Patrick Mahomes. And we know Patrick Mahomes, once he gets going, is going to score. And they are going to put up a ton of points. And say they get down 14 nothing real quick, they can't just keep handing the ball off to Derrick Henry. It's going to eventually have to be on Ryan Tannehill, and I don't trust him one bit. I mean, I, you can say the same thing. I, I'm obviously – I'm on the opposite side. I'm on Dan's side, Tennessee by, or Tennessee plus seven and a half. I'm going to wait because I feel like it's only going to get higher. At least probably at least get to eight. I, I think so too. I'm waiting it out. Yeah, so I'm waiting. Uh, I'll probably – yeah, I'm waiting that out. Um, I mean, I feel like everyone would be saying the, the same thing. Like, uh, Patriots, best defense in the NFL. And, like, they obviously – they didn't go crazy against them, but they got the job done, and they – Stopped a pretty bad offense. And then the Ravens also have a very good defense, and and they have the, the best, best offense, in the best NFL. offense in the NFL, best rushing offense in the NFL, all that. And then yeah, they come out and shut them down. I mean, what was the final score? I don't, I don't remember exactly, but like twenty six uh, to t- like. 20. I don't remember the exact score now. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the exact score, but I, don't, I just feel like at some point it's like can't keep down the Titans. But that, that game felt like it was over in the middle of the third quarter. Twenty eight to twelve Titans victory this past Saturday. I don't know. I just feel like. At some point, as you're watching them just keep beating these teams, winning these spreads outright, I'm too pussy still to put money on their money line. But yeah, at some point, it's like you gotta just you gotta just be like, okay, like I, I'm not gonna I'm gonna stop doubting the Titans and like especially this big of a number, they might lose the game, but seven and a half is a lot of points. I can see them definitely yeah, that, within seven. A, and a, half. a team a team with that kind of magic with them rolling cannot. Like, they, yeah. they usually don't get their they usually don't get stopped. I mean, they shouldn't even be a six seed. The only reason they're six seeds because they benched Mar- Mariota, which is a that's such a ballsy. I I love the fact they did that. I mean, I I'm not gonna say I wish the Bears did that because we didn't have a Ryan Tannehill. Obviously, he wasn't. Uh, he's not as good. Or he's better than Chase Daniel, so it's easier to pass the ball from Mariota to Tannehill. Uh, but I I just I, I respect I respect the hell out of the decision from Vrabel and the Titans coaching staff to make that big of a switch, especially with your second overall pick. Uh. And then, I mean, it just worked out so well for him. So, they should, really should be better than a six seed. 
but I don't know if maybe that's why they're getting all this not disrespect from these lines, but I do feel like these lines are kind of have been kind of disrespectful, and they've, they've proven them because I mean they've won both games outright, both their first two games. So um, Tennessee plus seven and a half, a lot said a lot there, but yeah, Tennessee plus seven and a half. I just don't think Tennessee is going to score enough, <laughs> and once Kansas City gets rolling, they get rolling, and they put up points board. Since Kansas City's last loss, which was against the Titans in Tennessee. The Chiefs have given up 17 points, 9 points, 16, 3, 3, and then 21 to the Chargers week 17 when they benched a lot of their guys. And then obviously they gave up 31 last week to the Texans, but after the first quarter, what was it? After the first quarter, they gave up 7 points. So what if Kansas City comes out and starts the game similar, similarly to how they started the, uh, the, the then Texans game? Because I, I don't think – I think if they start the game uh, – if they start the game the same way against Tennessee – Maybe they'll come back and win, but I don't think they're going to blow them out like oh, no. how they blew out the Texans. I mean, you can say that about most teams. Obviously, you give them a twenty point lead in like the second quarter, but they just like <clears throat> they just play like the way they play football is they just like kill your will, your will to live mm-hmm. with just like, yeah, here's Tractor Shido just like running the ball down your face. Mm-hmm. Especially same things last time. I think one of our main points for the fact that the uh, the Ravens or the Titans would cover the score cover the spread against the Ravens is because both teams are so run heavy, uh, so the clock would be ticking a lot. So especially if they just get any kind of a lead early and they keep it close early and they're able to just run the ball and run clock and not have to worry about throwing the ball down the field. That would be a major key to the game as well. Same, same thing as this past week. I mean, actually they went outright, so that didn't really matter last week, but uh-huh. if they're able to do that, they can just run clock. And obviously less time on the clock means less time to cover a big seven, seven and a half point spread. But what were you saying? What were you going to say? Oh, uh, no, that was, you said <coughs> you did well. That was a good, good Thank point. You. I appreciate it. Um, is that all our opinions on this game? Yeah, that's all I got. Not the new Dan. Yeah. I'll, I'll start. You go to the next one. Snake draft. Seven and a half again. Green this, Bay's again, seven and a half going into San Fran. This one's this one's tough. I'm not going to lie. Uh, man. I think I'm going to go San Fran minus seven and a half. Uh, I don't love that it's at seven and a half. I'd probably watch it for, for you know, obviously we have to make the pick right now, but <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Got to get a little sip of some water real quick. <laughs> I, I would definitely watch the line. People are actually, I mean, I'm not going to say you're, people who are taking kind of poo-poos our whole thing, like if you're actually going to gamble on this. But I would definitely wait the line out and see where it goes. If it goes up to eight, then I would just take it right there. But if it starts going down, cause I don't think it's – seven and a half is a lot of points in the Packers. Are not Like Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, like they carry a lot of weight. So I can see this going down to seven, but uh, fuck. I, yeah, I got to go 49ers, my, uh, 49ers minus seven and a half. I just think their defense is just like they're especially since they were healthy this past week. Their defense is just insane, and I think they're. Mm. I think the Vikings' offense might have been better than the. I have no statistics to back this up. Just my dumb brain, but I feel like the Vikings' offense is better than the Packers' offense. They obviously have Devontae Adams, but I would say the the Vikings had a better offense, and they shut down their throat the entire game. So it'll be a tight game. I'm not super super confident in this one, but give me San Fran minus seven and a half. I'll go with the snakes. I'll go next. I'm in between two picks, which I know what I'm taking now for the show. But um, as of now, I'm leaning. I'm going to take 49ers minus seven and a half. The Packers do have statistically a good pass defense, but they also give up the most big plays in the air in the NFL, which against Jimmy G and George Kittle, as we saw when they played earlier in the year, is a big issue for them. I don't think it'll be that bad again, but they're going to get up big, I think, with their – Home field advantage with just basically having Jimmy G and uh, fuck, what's their coach's name? 
Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I don't know. Shanahan, yeah. Yeah, I think they're just gonna, they'll be fine. They're going to get ahead a little bit, and then that defense will eat, just like they, they did against the Packers. But I am tempted with the over 45, because I do think points will be scored on both ends. Because Rodgers has gotten to see this defense once already this year. I think maybe they could put up like 17-21, but I just don't think the Niners going to be able to be stopped. All right. So I I was really I was really torn on this and and that that's pretty bad. When I'm torn on a line and it involves the Packers, it means I should probably take the Packers. That's a good that's a very good point, honestly. Because obviously I have my, my brain just straight bias against the Packers, <laughs> but giving Aaron Rodgers seven and a half points in a playoff game, I know he got blown out against Atlanta in his last NFC championship game he played, but Giving uh, giving Rogers seven and a half, I I gotta take the pack. I hate, I hate to say it. Hey, it's okay. We're here to make money, not for um. I know. I mean, I don't know. They just they were barely able to beat a, a a very hobbled Seahawks team with like no running packs. I mean, they had Marshawn Lynch who was good from like. Niners actually have good running backs. If you need him to get five yards or less, like he's your guy. Like I, I he's top ten guys I give it to because he just has the ability to just fall forward on every play. I think he had I think he had uh, two touchdowns for. I think he had 11 carries, two touchdowns, 22 rushing yards this past Sunday night against uh, Green Bay. And, I mean, they actually have, like, actual running backs and actual playmakers, whereas <laughs> mm-hmm. they really – the Seahawks really just had DK Metcalf, and I think Lockett probably made a few plays. But, yeah, I, I just – I no, you're, you're completely right about everything. It's just the seven and a half. Yes, it is a lot of points. Giving it, to, giving it to Rodgers. Rodgers is probably going to get his. If it was six and a half or seven – would you be on the Packers still or no? I would. I would. I think if you if it went down to six and a half, I'd probably buy them. Or I think if it dropped to like six and a half or six, I'd probably take the Niners. Yeah, I'm definitely buying. If it's if it's at seven and a half, I'm definitely buying the half point. But obviously, there's no no half points in this. Uh, I just the touch. I think the touchdown's huge for that. Yeah, definitely. You got anything else? Um. Oh, how how about we talk about that Astros thing? Or do we want to? I don't have too much knowledge of it, but I, yeah, it's fucking fuck. cheaters. And guess who was all? Yeah. They've already fired Alex Cora, or I guess they've agreed the agreed to parted ways. Alex Cora and the Red Sox. You know what team was also mentioned in a Sports Illustrated article that uh, could be cheating in in that type of stuff? The Brewers. The, the Brewers. Brewers. Which, in my opinion, if they're caught, should give us the 2018. And all Central Division title. I don't fucking care. Wipe my ass with that. I don't give a shit. Are you kidding me? We were going to win. Even if we won that, we were going to like lose the next series. Wouldn't we? Yeah. Would, we would, would have to play the... Uh, we would have had to play the Rockies. Someone yeah. who would have beaten us because we were at, we were on fumes at the end of that season. So, it's almost better they don't have it. Well, I don't know. For the for, for the Bulls, it's like I don't want the Bulls to like make the eighth seed and then like lose the first round because then they could be like, well, yeah, we didn't, you know, we didn't perform like we wanted to when we made the playoffs. Like, it's the same kind of thing for that season. Like, I don't want there to be any, like, not any positives, but it's like, just put us out of our misery early so we, they can't point and be like, yeah, you know, bad year to make the playoffs. But, Matt, the eight eight seed bowls are fun. So, like, remember the last time when it was Rondo, Butler, and Wade? Yeah, Rondo got hurt. And we went up 2 nothing on the Celtics, and Rondo got hurt, and then we lost the next four. Like, that was that was a fun two games. Yeah, they had – And then, if you, and then if, you, if you go way back when Derrick Rose was a rookie – we took the Celtics with Pierce, Garnett, Ray Allen, and Rondo to seven games. We actually had 
the team actually had momentum and things going for them at the time, whereas obviously the Cubs still a very talented roster in 2018, but they were on, like, fumes. Like, they were – Yeah. I mean, they had, like, a, a hefty lead at the end of the season. I know, I know what you're saying. I'm just I'm just mentioning that the eight, eight seed bowls are, are entertaining. Yeah, Jake's watching the basketball games. So. No, I am listening, no, though. Yeah? Well, I saying? don't want to talk about a Bulls you? team that I'm not a fan of. What were we just saying? Oh. You're talking about how those teams had momentum and the Cubs were running on fumes. You know what we can't talk about? We got to talk about Jake just Jake's trying to say that, oh, once LeBron's retired, I'm going to be a Dockage fan. Like, no, you can't. Like, I'm not going to let you do that. <laughs> it, it will never be as severe and intense as I am for LeBron. But I don't have a team. I'm going to be a foster child, and I think I'll uh, go live with the Donchicks down no, in can't. Dallas. I will, I'm not going to let you. I'm going to block you on everything and, like, during NBA season, because you're just like you're here for all of the sports you're a fan of, like you're insufferable. What have I good. done this year with the Lakers? Opening night, I was a little excited, and I think it was funny, and I was being over the top. But ever since opening night, I don't think I've been bad. This you, year. Well, I don't follow you on Twitter, so I can't speak on your Twitter. <laughs> I, I actually might. I'm not really sure if I follow you on Twitter. You do. You do now. I do now. Okay, but just. Maybe well, you you really watch many many LeBron games. I I'd have to. <laughs> I was at the bar with them. On Saturday, I was watching the Lakers Mavs no, no. game. Like you say, on my phone, that. yeah. But I, I don't think you're watching money. Like you're if it's on national money. TV or if it's a big game, I'll find a stream of it. But if it's like Lakers versus Suns and it's on like some yeah Phoenix TV channel, like I don't. I think you'd be watching more. I think you'd be worse if you could watch more of the games. Yeah, that's what well, I'll that, that's what I'll draw it up to. And like once playoffs come, like you'll be back to being insufferable. But just like in general, like with the Cubs, like. I'm happy you're a Cubs fan because I'd be like, uh, I'd be so annoyed with you if I was a White Sox fan. I, you, I don't know. I just, but you, 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 I can't even describe it. It's like you, you're just like if if the Sox are, I don't know. I can't, I can't like I'm, I'm having trouble doing the words right now. But you're just tough. Like you're just tough if you're not a fan of the same team as Jake. Like we were at the bar when we, when Daniel, we were at the bar uh, for Mitchell Palooza and the Bills were playing the uh, fucking the Texans. Texans. Dan and I both had the Bills. Jake had the Texans, and you're just doing like. Obviously, the Bills got out to an early lead. He was just doing like cocky, like cock, like cocky shit. Obviously, because like the Texans were coming back and like made it a game, whereas it did look like it'd be a game. Like you were, just, that's like you were just doing like cocky shit the entire time. That's pretty much like. Oh, I was not too. bad that game. You were kind of, you were kind of doing like you're kind of doing, like if if the, if the Bills would have scored, I would have been like clapping and like looking at you like, oh, what's going on here? But you were you were giving side eyes. You were doing, you you know what you were doing. I was doing the side thing. I didn't want to – because I know you two had money on it. I didn't actually have money on it, so I didn't want to, like, be cheering and, like, going over the top. But, I don't know, 2020 could be a bad year for me. What do you mean? Because, like, the Cubs are one of two teams that have not made any professional free agent signings yet. Like, they just signed some minor league guy. But them and the Rockies have zero major league signings. Oh, God. So, if the Cubs suck or, like, 81-81 and 81 or 82-80 and 80 this year – and Bernie does not get the nomination. Twenty twenty, maybe uh, five. You got you to throw that in there too. <laughs> it's true because I'm heavily invested, and I'm. If it's like if I have to fucking watch a Joe Biden campaign and watch a decent Cubs team, I will be miserable. It sounds <laughs> like don't have LeBron. No, yeah, the so summer I'm, would be over. They're oh, done in June. Jake, I, uh, the, uh, the um, I thought you, I thought you, I thought you meant just twenty twenty. Well, yeah, I guess twenty twenty. I have the Lakers. Oh yeah, fucking watch the Lakers lose in the semis to the Clippers, and it's. I don't know if I can pity you if you're gonna if you're gonna go out and if you're gonna go out and be like, yeah, I'm a fan of the greatest player of all time. Like, obviously, it's not my a decision I would make or one that I agree with, but it's your life. You can live it. I'm not gonna pity. I'm not gonna pity you when you've just grasped on like one of the greatest players of all time, and it's like, oh man, like Jake's got it so tough. <laughs> yeah, Jake, it is, like I can't. I feel zero like 
empathy for you when yeah when LeBron loses. I'm gonna vote for Biden just 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 for this. <laughs> Just because this conversation, <laughs> Joe's got my vote. Did you know Joe Biden has a bus tour in Iowa? It's called the No Malarkey Tour. That's fucking yeah. It's no bullshit. I like Dude, that. That's 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 pretty oh. cool. That's basically just Trump's whole campaign last people, year. People vote for that. It's it just that's on the bus. No malarkey. Yeah, it's like he's like a, he's like a, he's like a watered down Trump. Like yeah, no bullshit. Like Trump would be like yeah, I don't fuck around, but he'd be like no malarkey for me, no siri. Hey, I I like a no malarkey guy. So Joe Biden, you got my vote. Oh lord. Uh, I want. We'll turn this off before it turns into skyline politics. Yeah, I got. I have a lot. I have a lot of political takes, so it's definitely best to turn that off before we get to that. <laughs> All right, you got anything else, Dan? No, I think I'm good. Anything from you, Matt? No. Good luck to everyone gambling this weekend. Yeah, feel better. Hey, I. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to suck my own dick or anything, but six one and one. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'll say it. I was too pussy to bet a couple of the games, but. Six one one, pretty good. Pretty good, I'd say. Pretty. Oh, I, well, I, had, I, had a rough, I had a rough divisional week time. What'd you go? One and three. I went one and three. Ooh. I mean, your one pick was the best pick I've ever seen in my entire life. It hit like in the second quarter, so that was. Pretty oh yeah, that, oh. that was that was so like when I saw Mahomes come out there and score so easily to go down. It was just twenty one to seven. I'm like, all right, this is gonna hit in the first half. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it only counts for one win, but that was still one of the more impressive. One of the more, one of the more impressive bets just easily won. We should let's just go through the standings. Jake and I are tied for first, twenty-one and six, twenty-one, sixteen and one for Jake and I, and then Dad's bringing up the rear, uh, twenty sixteen and two. I mean, the fact they're all above five hundred, pretty impressive. That's good. The fact that Dan's in last place at twenty sixteen and two, that's not something I would have predicted at the start of this gambling season. But yeah, yeah, those are the records. So right. good luck wait, to we, wait, did we add in? We added in college, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Because cool. I was a game behind Matt going into Tuesday or Monday night. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so they're very, very up to date. All right. All right. See you later. See you. See you.